Welcome to the Robert J. Morgan Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you believe and cherish the Bible and to learn and love Christian history and hymnody. I'm producer Joshua Rowe, introducing your host, Robert J. Morgan. Be sure to visit robertjmorgan.com where you'll find Rob's blog posts, podcast feed, bookstore, free resources, and more. If you've not already, be sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review. Now here's your host, Robert J. Morgan. Praise to the Lord who changes things and who lifts our drooping spirits. That's what I'd like to do in this episode of our Bible study podcast with a special study of Psalm 107. So if you're able to grab a Bible today, turn with me there, and we'll get started in just a moment. Psalm 107. First, one of my earlier books is still available in print and in an inexpensive paperback version. It's called 100 Bible Verses Everyone Should Know by Heart. It's published by B&H Publishers, and in the first part of the book, I describe the impact of personal scripture memory and how to go about doing it. And then I take 100 critical verses in the Bible and give you an exposition of each one of them with an encouragement to memorize these verses one by one. So check it out wherever you purchase books, 100 Bible verses that everyone should know by heart. Well, during my recent trip to Israel, on my last evening there, my spirits just collapsed. I don't know if it was because of fatigue or homesickness or nagging worries about various things, but I felt low and lonely and blue. And so I sat down at the desk in the hotel in my room, grabbed my Bible and opened it somewhat at random. I turned to Psalm 107 and read it and studied it and analyzed it. And when I went to bed that night, I had an unusual sense of peace. I was able to rest in the Lord based on this psalm. The verse that encouraged me on that particular night is Psalm 107 and verse 6. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Now, think of that verse in your terms. They cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. If you're in any trouble, you can cry, and he will deliver. And on this particular occasion in Israel, I wasn't actually facing any trouble or distress at such, but I did feel a little troubled or distressed about something, and this verse calmed my nerves. And what's more, I found that this verse is repeated again, word for word, not only in verse 6, but it's in verse 13, and in verse 19, and in verse 28. Well, the next morning, I got up and read this again, the whole psalm, and the phrase that stood out to me was in verse 16, which tells us that God can cut through bars of iron. Well, on my way home, on the airplane, I continued to study and to analyze this psalm, and I had a lot of pencil marks in my Bible by the time I returned. I saw how organized this psalm is, how purposeful it is. And on my first day back home, I found my favorite commentary on the Psalms, which is the Expositor's Bible Commentary, and I read what they had to say about Psalm 107, and one sentence stood out. The commentator said, This 
hymn of praise ascribes to the Lord the ability to change things. The Lord has the power to change things. He can change our lives. He can change our attitudes. He can change our circumstances. Our Lord can change things. And that's the theme of Psalm 107. So today, let's study it together, and I hope that it encourages you as much as it has me. The first thing to notice is that the words book five, the Roman numeral V for five, occur at the heading on top of Psalm 107. Well, let me explain that. The book of Psalms wasn't written or compiled all at once. It developed over time, and it specifically developed in five stages. So when you read through the book of Psalms, you'll see this clearly. On the very first page of this book of the Bible, even before you read Psalm 1, you will see the words Psalm 1. In my opinion, this first segment of the Psalms was originally written and ascribed to King David. He was a musician and a worshiper who was preparing for the building of the temple. He wanted his people to worship, and so he wrote many psalms and hymns and spiritual songs for them, and he or his music director or the two of them together selected 41 of these psalms and published them as a hymn book. So book one goes from Psalm 1 to Psalm 41. Book two includes Psalm 42 through 72, and I suspect it was compiled by Solomon or his worship leader drawing on unpublished hymns by David and also some others, including Solomon. Book 3 goes from Psalm 72 to 89, and it was compiled after the destruction of Jerusalem. Book 4 goes from Psalm 90 to 106, and it is very triumphant and liturgical. It's wonderful to read this portion. And then we come to Psalm 107, which begins the final book, book 5, which runs through Psalm 107 to Psalm 150. Well, all of this important is all all of this is important because it indicates that these were the latest and the last of the psalms compiled, I think by Ezra the scribe and his worship leaders after the Jews had returned from exile. You may know that story, but here it is in summary. The Lord established the nation of Israel as a channel through which the Messiah would come into the world. It began with Abraham. It grew to be a great kingdom, but in the days of the Old Testament kings, the people rebelled against God, neglected him, disobeyed him, and lived in vile and violent wickedness. And so the Lord allowed the Babylonian Empire to subdue and to conquer the nation of Judah in 587 B.C. The temple was destroyed. The city of Jerusalem was also destroyed, and the survivors were exiled. But the Persian Empire arose some years later, and King Cyrus of Persia issued a decree allowing a Jewish remnant to return to Jerusalem, and the temple was rebuilt, and Ezra the scribe came from Babylon to restore worship and to restore biblical knowledge to the people and to the land. We call this the post-exile or the post-exilic period, and this is when book 5 was compiled. All of this is important because the opening psalm in book 5, this Psalm 107, is all about the exiles returning from Babylon and from their points of dispersion 
back to Jerusalem. They had been redeemed and rescued, and they were full of triumphant joy. God had changed things for them, and they were full of thanksgiving. Think of the many times God has changed your outlook, your attitudes, your circumstances, your life. Think of how many times he's answered prayer and helped you. Well, this is a psalm of praise to the God who changes things. The very first verses give us the theme, Psalm 107, beginning with verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. Those his redeemed from the hand of the foe, those he gathered from the lands, from east and west, from north and south. Now, notice the two opening words in verse 1. Give thanks. There is nothing that helps us psychologically in a crisis or in any confusion like stopping to discover how we can thank God even in that moment. I want to suggest something if you need a personal Bible study aimed at building up your morale. Take a colored pencil and begin reading through the book of Psalms. There are 150 of them, but if you take three of them a day, you can complete this study in about six weeks. Read each psalm carefully, looking for every time you see words like thank and thanks and thanksgiving and thankful and grateful. Color those verses. You may want to make a list of them. You'll find about 30 verses altogether. They begin in Psalm 7 and go all the way to Psalm 147, and you can take those verses and then you can systematize them. Some of them, for example, point out the things for which we are thankful. Other verses tell us how to express our thanks and so forth. Well, if you still need more encouragement, or if the book of Psalms is too big for you to tackle at first, you can do the same thing with the smaller book of Colossians. You'll find that by pouring yourself into a study like this, it will have a powerful influence over your personality and over your feelings and your attitude and your worship. So this is how Psalm 107 starts out, Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Why? Three reasons. He is good, He is loving, and He is eternal. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good, and His love endures forever. And then verse 2 says, Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story. I grew up hearing this verse quoted very often at church. In the old translations, it says, Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. We sometimes had testimony services on Sunday nights in which Pastor Floyd said, Does anybody here have a testimony tonight? Has the Lord done something in your life? Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And people always began standing up and sharing. But in Psalm 107, notice to whom this invitation is given. It says, let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, those he redeemed from the hand of the foe, that would be the Babylonian Empire, and those he gathered from the lands from east and west, from north and south, to which they had been dispersed. This is a scene in the partially rebuilt city of Jerusalem. The second temple, as small as it seemed to be compared to the original one of Solomon, was standing in its place. Sacrifices were again being offered in the courtyards. Worshippers were gathering. The exiles had returned from their banishment and from their expulsion. 
Young Jewish children were running in the streets, and Jewish customs were again shaping the Holy Land. People had returned from the east and the west and the north and the south, and this is a testimony service in the days of Ezra among the remnant that had returned from exile. They had been redeemed, and so have we. Redeemed, how I love to proclaim it, redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, redeemed by his infinite mercy, his child and forever I am. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. And now as we keep reading in Psalm 107, we see four different groups who are going to share and to sing about their redemption. The first are those who had been in refugee camps, but now they are back home. Look at verse 4. Some wandered in desert wastelands, finding no way to a city where they could settle. They were hungry and thirsty, and their lives ebbed away. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way to a city where they could settle. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love, for his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Now in verse 10, we come to the second group. These had been imprisoned by the Babylonians. They were not just in refugee camps. They were in Babylonian prisons and jails and behind bars. Look at what it says here and listen to their story in verses 10 through 16. Notice the same structure and literary formula is used. Some set in darkness and utter darkness, prisoners suffering in iron chains because they rebelled against God's command and despised the plans of the Most High. So he subjected them to bitter labor. They stumbled, and there was no one to help them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them from their distress. He brought them out of darkness, the utter darkness, and broke away their chains. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love, for his wonderful deeds for mankind, for he breaks down gates of bronze, and he cuts through bars of iron. The third group had been sick, suffering from all kinds of ailments and illnesses, diseases, and affliction. So look at what it says about them in verse 17. Some became fools through their rebellious ways and suffered affliction because of their iniquity. They loathed all food and drew near to the gates of death. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them in their distress. He sent out his word and healed them. He rescued them from the grave. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. The fourth group had been sent away from Israel on Babylonian ships to distant lands. These were mariners who had been redeemed. Verse 23 says, Some went out on the ship, uh, some went out on the sea in ships. They were merchants on the mighty waters. They saw the works of the Lord, his wonderful deeds in the deep. For he spoke and stirred up a tempest that lifted high the waves. They mounted up to the heavens and went down to the depths. In their peril, their courage melted away. 
They reeled and staggered like drunkards. They were at their wits' end. Then they cried out to the Lord in their distress, and he brought them out of their trouble. He stilled the storm to a whisper. The waves of the sea were hushed. They were glad when it grew calm, and he guided them to their desired haven. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them exalt him in the assembly of the people and praise him in the council of the elders. We can't read this particular paragraph without thinking of how our Lord Jesus calmed the storms of Galilee with his words, Peace be still. And this is also the passage that strengthened the pilgrim fathers on the Mayflower when they ran into a terrible, into a terrible storm on the Atlantic. Later, William Bradford, the leader of the Mayflower Group and the governor of the Plymouth Colony, announced the celebration of the first Thanksgiving by citing Psalm 107. Here in Psalm 107, I'm sure you'll see the formula because it's our formula for worship. We find ourselves in trouble, but we cry out to the Lord in our distress, and He changes things. And we give thanks to Him for His unfailing love and His wonderful deeds toward us. Now, I want to go back and read a few verses again so that you can see the pattern. Just listen as I read certain verses from each one of these four segments. Some wandered in desert wastelands. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Some sat in darkness. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Some suffered afflictions. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Some went out on the sea in ships. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Can you just imagine the testimony service that these exiles and former refugees were experiencing as they met at the temple and Ezra was there and they were singing and Ezra said, now let the redeemed of the Lord say so and those who had been in refugee camps and those who had been in prison and those who had been ill and sick and diseased and those who had been mariners on the ocean they all gave their testimony of how God had changed their circumstances, and they gave thanks to him for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. When were you in distress and cried out to God in trouble? He changed things, didn't he? Well, let us give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds towards us. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let them tell their stories. Well, the last stanza of this song tells us how the Lord can bring distress when we disobey and how he can redeem our circumstances when we do trust and obey him. Look at verse 33 and following. He turned rivers into a desert, flowing springs into thirsty ground, fruitful land into a salt waste because of the wickedness of those who live there. But then, he turned the desert into pools of water, 
and parched ground into flowing streams. There he brought the hungry to live, and they founded a city where they could settle. They sowed fields and planted vineyards that yielded a fruitful harvest. He blessed them, and their numbers greatly increased, and he did not let their herds diminish. Then their numbers increased, or rather then their numbers decreased, and they were humbled by oppression, calamity, and sorrow. He who pours contempt on nobles made them wander in a trackless wave, but he lifted the needy out of their affliction and increased their families like flocks. The upright see and rejoice, and the wicked shut their mouths. Well, as I went over this during my trip to Israel, this is what I wrote in my notes. The reversals of life are reversed through repentance and revival. The reversals of life are reversed through repentance and revival. If you have had some reversals in life, trust God to reverse the reversals as you turn everything over to Him in faith and obedience. The final verse says, Let the one who is, high, let the one who is wise heed these things and ponder the loving deeds of the Lord. I've often read about the Great Chicago Fire of 1871. It figures prominently into the stories of men like evangelist D. L. Moody and the hymn writer Horatio Spafford, who wrote, It Is Well With My Soul. But I did not know that in that same period, and even on that same night, other fires broke out in other cities in the Midwest because of dry and hot and very frightful weather patterns. One of those fires engulfed the small town of Pishtigo, Wisconsin. The fire erupted so suddenly that it sounded like an explosion that woke the entire town up and within a single hour incinerated everything. Residents fled into the Pishtigo River, which was a chilling 60 degrees. The air was so filled with smoke that breathing was difficult and a terrible burning sensation filled the eyes. One spectator said a thousand deafening noises rose in the air together, the neighing of horses, the falling of chimneys and crashing of uprooted trees, the roaring and whistling of the wind, the crackling of fire as it ran with lightning-like rapidity from house to house. All sounds except the sound of the human voice. People seemed stricken, dumb by terror. They jostled each other without changing looks or words or counsel. The silence of a tomb reigned among the living. Nature alone lifted up its voice. Well, 800 people died in the fire, making it the deadliest fire in American history. When the fires had passed, the ashes cooled and people could look back at what was left, they found that almost nothing survived except a Bible, which was found near the town drugstore. It had been petrified by the flames, and it was open to Psalm 107. It was a message to them that even in hard-to-comprehend times, God can be trusted to redeem us, to help us, and to save us from our distress. The Lord changes things, and he has changed things for our benefit even after the fire rages and the floods come and the storms blow and we have reversals in life. He reverses the reversals as we come to him in repentance and in faith and in obedience 
and he redeems us so that we can tell our story. And even when everything in our life seems to turn to ashes, we find that somehow God still reverses the reversals as he will do with death at the time of the resurrection body. And so in the middle of it all, we can say, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. Let the redeemed of the Lord tell their story, and let them praise the Lord who changes things. Well, thanks for digging into the riches of the Bible with me. Remember to check out my book, 100 Bible Verses Everyone Should Know by Heart, and all of the other books wherever you find your books. This episode was produced by Joshua Rowe, and Clearly Media. Audio editing is done by Jared Brummett. Editorial supervision is by Sherry Anderson, and Luke Tyler takes each episode, condenses it, adds an opening outline, and posts it as a blog on my website at robertjmorgan.com where you can find many other resources. Music is by Jordan Davis and Elijah Rowe. Thanks for tuning in today. Please share this podcast with others and may God be with you until we meet again.